Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to another book club. This week we are talking about Melt It, the book of the Iceman. And I am honored and delighted uh, to meet someone who is a, a living as we speak, legend, uh, Anthony Irvine, uh, who is the Iceman himself. The book is also uh, written by Robert Ringham with a, with a couple of contributions from Simon Munnery and Stuart Lee. Hello, Anthony. How are you doing? Hello. <laughs> it's, it's very great to meet you. You have a block of ice. A baby block. A little baby block, which will we'll maybe... Uh, ice, ice cap. Very good. <laughs> Very good. It's on his head for, for for audio listeners. Uh there will be some puns, I think, today. There will be some ice, there will be some melting. Um you have cropped up a few times uh in passing in in the Leicester Square Theatre podcast where we've been talking about the nineteen eighties uh, alternative comedy circuit, which you are a very memorable part of. Do you want to describe from your point of view what your your act was and is uh still? Well, basically, I would arrive in a public setting with a block of ice 
different sizes and I would erect a platform upon which to put the block of ice then I would proceed to attempt to melt it but not very successfully so the block was always there at the end okay. so defeat and failure stared me in the face every time yes but as your friend our friend Simon Munry said we all know the block will melt eventually anyway yes. so it's sort of, in a way it's plucking success from the jaws of defeat <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, it's, I mean, I love this sort of stuff. It, I will talk a bit later about some similar things I do. Uh, but it's the point is, you know, it's the pointlessness of trying to do something. Uh, but the, the, there's a sort of honour within the attempt. It's a, there's point, everything's pointless, Anthony. Life is pointless. So, and yeah. everything um, we do in between life, birth and death is well, pointless. But it's the attempt. Can I, can I question you there? Yes. Because I think in a strange sort of way... It's not pointless, if you see what I mean. I think it does have some kind of effect on myself, on the audience, and on the world, without being too presumptuous. So I've often thought about this. Is it it pointless? It, It seems to be pointless, but I think it has a point. Okay, I do. I I do concur. Um, I was talking broadly speaking. I mean, you tried to melt it in. Uh, in sort of amusing ways, blowing on it, uh, and it gets sort of it gets sort of more crazy from from there, really, doesn't it? Just yes, the early blocks were very um, primitive and pure. I always think, and looking back at it, but then in order to get, in order to be shared for the, with the public, I had to sort of get bookings, and <laughs> then I had to start compromising, and. I, I try to give it an element of entertainment, but I always yeah. used to say the entertainment is very much a byproduct of the serious business of melting ice. Okay. So, but it's true. I, I, in order to share it, other than on the street, I, I had to sort of um, put a bits of stuff in it to make it more engaging. Yes, I mean it's sort of the archetypal. It's the act that I think most people who are around in the eighties talk about as exemplifying that I guess the spirit of alternative comedy you weren't the only person doing what I think would be termed correctly termed performance art as much as comedy it was there was jokes and there was funny things in it but it was it was there to make you contemplate existence and and ice and melting uh and 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 made you think about more than than what was than I suppose just someone doing gags but yeah you've you've come to be this as I said, you know, we we talked before the the podcast, and I couldn't remember if I'd actually seen you or if I'd just heard about you so much that I felt that I'd seen you. I think I did see you, but I'm sure we will have shared bills. But but, but it's you're such a legend that I'm not. I can't even trust my own memories about yes, you. Yes, you're you're very kind, <laughs> as the Elephant Man said. You're very kind. <laughs> The thing is, I, I, you're kind to call me a legend. I think the legend resulted partly from me disappearing for four decades. Yeah. And, and now people can't quite place me, I suppose. Yeah. Was what, why, did, why did you stop performing on the circuit? Was it your choice or was it the choice of the clubs, which did become a little more based on commerce, I suppose, rather than art as things progressed through the 90s? 
I like to think it was my choice. Yeah. <laughs> I had things to do. Yeah. Well, that's good because you are, as the book shows, so the book is an interview between you and uh, Robert Ringham mainly, uh, but it also showcases your art, which is, you know, is, is, uh, it's a beautiful book and it, and it's great. It, it, again, a lot of it encompasses the Iceman and the things you did. You, you used to take a Polaroid of every, every block of ice and, and number them and you kept them, but lost some of them, those, those Polaroids, right? Yes, I, I lost the majority, <laughs> but in a way, it makes the survivors more special. Yes. And you, and you mentioned Rob Ringham. I have to credit this gentleman because he approached me sort of out of the blue, really. And I think he, he sort of had the know-how to do things and complete a job, whereas I'm quite good at starting and then delegating, like the, like the block, really. Yeah. So, and his team of... Um, Ryan Val Vance and uh, Finn Bush and and thank you to Chris Evans, of course, who had the faith to invest in it. So I, I sort of met a team and I've always been rather solitary. So I think it was quite helpful meeting a bit of a team. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Polaroids because the, the fact that there are some Polaroids which are very limited quality uh, sort of play with that idea of permanence and impermanence. Yeah. And also the paintings, of course, I, I, I'm very moved by myself. And I'm glad that a few of those appear in the book. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful thing. And exactly as you say, it's sort of because it, as well, the Polaroid is such an Im I mean, photographs aren't very permanent anyway, but the, the Polaroid is such an impermanent way of taking a photograph that the, 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 the picture will fade over time, which, uh, <laughs> yes, here we go. So there's some amazing pictures in there. Thank you. Uh, and, it's, and it's, you know, it sort of it absolutely adds to it that you've lost some of them. There's some of them maybe there to be discovered in a box somewhere, maybe in an attic. I don't know. But, uh, but... yes, I think, as you know, perhaps I used to have an old fax machine and I used to copy the picture yeah. uh, straight away on the fax machine. Then on very sort of low grade fax paper, I used to sign it and deliver it to the audience. And Quite a few people wanted them, it appeared. So I'm hoping there's a, a lot of facts, copies out there somewhere that perhaps even due to this event may come back. Yeah, but the facts as well is probably the least permanent of, yes. <laughs> of any written record in that the facts will also fade. So I, it's like the blocks continue yes. to melt in whatever medium. Yes. Maybe the paintings, the paintings will hopefully survive. Yes, the blocks live on and the blocks will return. <laughs> And that paintings will probably be in the Tate Modern, I should imagine. Well, I would, I would absolutely hope so. Um, was your intention, as uh, <laughs> we're saying, the duck now, which is also features in the book and the, and and in the act, um, was the in, you know you are kind of uh, heralded as this uh, artistic act who wasn't interested in fame or money, but. If it, I mean, you did have some TV appearances and, and things did sort of progress and you, you're an actor as well and you've acted in films and TV and adverts. Was that, was the, was that the choice of you? Would you have liked this, this act to become sort of top of the bill at the Palladium or was, or was it important to you that it, it stayed? Uh, I mean, it's different every time and it stayed in clubs, but it occasionally out into the real world and occasionally yes. in foyers, but uh, was, was, was that choice yours or was it foist upon you to be uh, this uh, underground legend rather than 
top of the bill performer? Um, <laughs> top of the bill performer. Uh, yes, I really I took advantage of any opportunity to share a block of ice. So yeah. I think as Stuart Lee said, I had no career plan and it just sort of happenstance, really. Yeah. Uh, but I always had faith that it was, as Simon Munnery kindly put in his introduction, uh, absurd, beautiful art, I think his phrase was. I yeah. think Stuart Lee's phrase was, the Iceman is a blank canvas. So I think the combination of those two phrases really sums me up. And I can go I now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, those are two, two of the obviously most respected uh, comedians on the circuit, so it's fantastic. They both. Stuart's a bit sniffy about the puns in the act, though. I think, I think the sort of, you know, the deadening nature of the puns, uh, and and the inappropriateness of them in a way in the in a work of art like this, transcends yeah. them beyond mere puns to something more beautiful as well. Yes, I, I noticed Stuart Lee in his afterwards said he yeah. didn't really appreciate the puns, <laughs> and. I sort of agree with him, which is why I, I like the purely visual early blocks. Yes. But on the other hand, I think the puns are pathetic, pathetic, yes, and therefore it <laughs> emphasises the pathos. Yes. But I did, I did put I a few actual jokes in that I wrote myself. That you know, that's the beauty. And you know, you did have, you do talk about your forays into TV. Uh, you uh, met, you worked with Chris Tarrant on TV, who did not, who did not enjoy the act by the looks of it. Yes, I'm not sure I worked with him. I sort of worked against him, really. <laughs> he he thought it was very bad. I think I yes. annoyed him. I think I wasn't ready for a shot or something. Okay. And he said him. he said the act is shit is what he is what he said, Anthony. Is, is you quite yes? Well, he's quite many quotes. He is quite a perceptive person. <laughs> and you also, I didn't know this, but you worked with Noel Ed. Were you on a, the Noel Edmonds show with Mike Smith as well at Christmas. Yes, I came out yeah. of an exploding fridge. I quite like that. I, I I think there's a film of it somewhere. Yeah. And also, I, I utilised the fridge door to make an entrance into clubs. If it if there was any sense of hostility, I would come in with this huge sort of fridge door in front of me like a shield yeah and that put the audience on the defensive and how did it go down for you know you were obviously at every performance many of us saw one or two or a few performances and what was enjoyable was it was it was unpredictable and different every time but from your point of view were you know it's so bold because you know I was doing stand-up a little bit maybe at the tail end of when you were doing this and I was always terrified of the audience, especially at places like the Tunnel or Malcolm Hardy's clubs that you that you played. Were the, did the audiences go with it, or did the audiences, um, you know, lose patience, or was it was it different every time? I, I think it did vary quite a lot. But you mentioned the Tunnel; they they sort of were two extremes, really. They they either seemed to almost adore me, if I dare say that, but. <laughs> For some weird reason, a month later, I go back there and I, I'd had to sort of run away, basically. No, a lot of the Iceman does run away. But you, we know what I mean. They would be quite rough and um, aggressive. So I, I think it depended on how much drink they had, really. Yeah. I and mean, they were welcome, unpredictable. But yeah. was that, was that, I mean, I sort of took joy in the gigs that went badly in those early days, as well as being very sad about them. Was that part of the experience for you that regardless of what the audience reaction was, uh, it was still, you were still doing what you needed to do. So was that part of it for you? Yes. In, in a sense, I, I, I felt reasonably confident as I went on because I knew 
that it would fail. So I had no, if there was any element of success, that would be a bonus. So I, I sort of went on without really wanting to win the audience over, really with the determination to share my block. Yeah. I have a block. I want to melt it. Your hair. Let's witness it. Let's share it. That was the basic philosophy. And also, interestingly, you said that I was always there with my blocks. Sometimes, for example, at Stuart Lee's austerity show, I left the block alone for some time and mixed with the audience or went a cup of tea or something. And so the the block was being observed by me, but not sort of connected with me. And in fact, some people misunderstood and thought the Iceman was somebody else altogether who okay. took it upon himself to talk about philosophy or something. Yeah. And you ended up, one of them, ended, you know, they ended up, one of them ended up in the Thames. That's right, isn't it? Was that after one of Stuart Lee's show that you you took the block? Yes, I, I took it to the sort of embankment bit. And yeah, I just thought it was a nice end for it. Yeah, definitely. And I slid it in. Then I felt a bit guilty in case it caused a sort of Titanic incident. But <laughs> it, it's... There's no report of it since. It went to Richmond and then went to Gravesend. Then it went into the North Sea. Yeah. Then it went into the universe, I've heard. <laughs> it's there somewhere in its yeah. constituent, you know, that's broken down. But uh, that's the, that is, there is something beautiful about it. There, that, that is fabulous. Um, yeah, I mean, I... That's my sound tape. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I had a sort of loop behind me and um, it really was to to give a sort of texture to the event. I can't realise you love me Just can't realise you love me I can't realise you love me did you like that? I loved. I mean, I loved. It. It's lovely to see, it and it's lovely that the act exists. Did you see uh, the block dancing? I, of course, I saw yes. the whole thing. I bamboo, bamboo was very useful for holding the block up. So yeah, you made you made a structure at bamboo. Put the block on the bamboo. Yeah. I mean I realize you and I are very similar and I don't know if I was influenced by you or not but I do a I do some slight esoteric podcasts. One of my podcasts is I there's a big field that I walk my dog around that's covered in bits of flint and I'm trying to remove all the bits of flint from the field and put them at the side of the field and make a gigantic wall. So I work <laughs> I'm working and I commentate on this in the podcast as I'm doing it it's an audio only experience usually though i've done some videos so you work in water and i work in rock but we're <laughs> but we're, it, it's a similar it's a similar i'm getting a polaroid taken off me that's good it's a it's a of the ice yes it's, 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 sort it's, of, it's a similar thing in that it's about man's place in nature and maybe yeah. the futility of attempting anything but also the per you know i'm trying to create something permanent i suppose i'm trying to i'm trying to create a wall that will signify that I've existed, though it's a fruitless task because obviously it's it's impossible to achieve. But I'm not going to give up. I like um, the sound of that. that that's yeah, a site-specific site art, sort of. Yes. Environmental, yeah, like Richard Long and people like that. Yes. Yeah, it sort of is. Except without, uh, I'm not good at art, so mine is just literally putting rocks on top of each other. But it's, there is something about you know about 
trying to reorganize nature or trying, yeah. you know, as a man, as a human, trying to to change things and try and trying to, you know, futilely, futilely, I think, trying to, um, you know, show that you were here for 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 the future. Yes. Whereas your pieces, your pieces is, is sort of the opposite. Is sort of about the decay of, is about decay and things disappearing. Mine's about trying to create permanence. And both of us, but both of them are about failure. I think yeah. that's that's the, the that's yes. The I don't I don't really, I don't want to exaggerate the failure element. I mean, in a way, <laughs> water obviously is a great symbol of fertility. Mm-hmm. So, of when you mention decay, obviously there's an element of that, and and meditations on death and mortality. But there's also, I think, uh, an idea of hope. Yes, uh, and and also tackling one's own individual blocks i i see the blocks really as stepping stones to something else which yeah. i've yet to discover <laughs> what it is but i i feel they've been leading somewhere yeah i think what and it's metamorphosis i suppose in your case it's something changing from yes from one yes, state exactly. to another uh, and being the same thing but being i mean that's that is the beauty the, you know, the exciting and interesting thing about about water is there's those three states of, of solid, liquid and, and gas, and yes. they're all the same thing, and yet they're all different. Yes, I mean, if it, you and I can find somebody who works with gas, we, we, we've got all the elements yes. covered, really. So maybe we should, the balloon man, maybe. Have people noticed your rock uh, A little changes? bit, yes, yes, a little bit. So there's a few larger cans, and then the others I'm trying to just distribute surreptitiously i'm doing it all without any permissions i don't know whether the farmer wants the stones on the field or off the field i'm not getting i'm not getting many there's a probably a billion stones on the field and i do maybe a hundred a month so i've got a little way to go but, you'll know um, when a notice goes up saying please leave the stones alone well someone threw them someone decided against it and threw loads of them back on but I oh no! To, I managed to clear the most of them off pretty quickly Th- as well. That's discouraging. It is, but you know that. Yes. But again, I felt he he was making an artistic statement of his own uh, yes. with my artistic statement. Whatever, <laughs> again, whatever it is. But I've you know I think you talk in the book about um, create having gods, and I've sort of there's there's a religious aspect of mine that I start to believe there are gods dictating where the stones are and who are happy with my work. And and yes. I think when you start working in this elemental way, you start to understand how religions begin and you talk about um the the blockness one is it the block is that the your, blockless your, one yeah is that your god sort of I, I i think i am trying to remove blocks <laughs> to improve my my myself really yeah that's one element i should say okay i, I yes yeah, so the, the the blockless one is yes without blocks yeah it's okay. quite deep. As you know, audiences used to say deep, deep at the end of my performances, <laughs> at least sometimes. Well, but it's that, it's that perfect combination because it's deep. People can laugh with you. People can laugh at you. They can choose to do that. They can think you're crazy or that they think what you're doing is a yes. silly thing to do. But then their reaction is also part of it as well. And perhaps they are the fools. You know, they're laughing at what they perceive to be a fool, but maybe they're foolish for not understanding their deeper yes. significance and equally maybe the people who think it is deeper foolish for thinking it's any deeper than a man melting a block of ice yes i think i think you're right that's what i found <laughs> interesting about the blocks is people you did get a wide wide range i'll join you a wide range <laughs> of reactions but yes. i think quite a few people felt sorry for me and that was quite nice okay
quite emotionally supportive. Yes. Well, that's good, but it feels like you were always in control of, you know, I think comedies and uh, the comedy circuit is such a weird thing because there are, you know, there's a broad spectrum of, of people who are, for, people who are very together, uh, people who are pretending to be mad and people who are mad and people who are uh, pretending not to be funny and people who aren't funny. So, and I think especially in the 80s, there was a, there was a lot more uh, questioning whether the person in front of you was genuinely mentally ill or whether they were, you know, whether they were a comedy genius or whether they were an artistic genius. And so there's all those things are, are playing around as well. When, when you're, when, uh, when you're amidst lots of different sorts of acts as, as there were in the eighties, it yes. does that, that also changes. If you came and were performing now, I mean, God, I would love to see it. Anthony, if you would come and be in, you know, a, a regular comedy club, and you know there are a few from the old days that you, that still crop. Chris Lynham still does his incredible, beautiful performance art in in comedy clubs. But I, you know, I, I don't know work? how. Yeah, but he does <laughs> lots of he does he does lots of stuff beyond that uh, as well. And he's and a beauty. And he's he's a performance artist as well. But I remember uh, he, he it's hard to know. But him, he booked me for my biggest gig at the Rolling Stones, Nebworth. Oh right, but I didn't make it onto the stage. Oh, for no. various reasons, which I can't go into detail about. Okay. But I, I'm, nice, I'm glad to hear he's still going. Yeah. At, at the Open Heart, I don't know if you ever went to the Open Heart Cabaret by a guy called Tony, Tony Green, Gideon Vane, all that. Yeah, I know the names. I didn't go, I didn't play. People no. like Ian Hinchcliffe were there. And I used to enjoy that one because it was very performance art, sort of, you know, yeah. orientated. Quite, quite edgy, really. So that was yes. one of my favourite places. Yeah, well, there was Club Z, which you also performed at, which was, which was a similar thing in the 90s in that it was trying to... And, of course, Stuart's, Stuart bringing you back for, for his other yeah. gigs as well. Um, I enjoyed the story about um, about you being stopped by the police just after an IRA. Yes, that really was completely <laughs> genuine. Yes. Absolutely happened. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Uh, we had a little breakdown. I'll just explain what happened. We had a little breakdown in communication there. We're now back. Anthony has a hat on and uh, maybe a little louder. Yeah. And there we go. There's a, a block of ice from the past. I mean, it's those Polaroids are amazing for as much for just seeing what people in the 1980s looked like as well. The people yeah. in the background and the stars and the audiences. It is, it's kind of eerie, sort of, sort of shining quality to it, I think, yeah. of looking uh, back at the past. Um, I mean, we were cut off as I was talking about the IRA. I don't know if that was some government interference there to stop us talking about that. <laughs> you were stopped by the police who were looking for IRA bombers while you had all your ice and lots of equipment in the in the van. Yes. Do you want to tell me about that? For, fortunately, they didn't look in my boot. <laughs> because you had various guns and things for the, yeah, for the I, act, right? I think the thing that would have looked most incriminating was the cables and the explosives. <laughs> And did you tell them what you were doing? Did you explain you were a reformer, or did or did you not get that far? They just yes, they were. They seemed to be reassured quite quickly. I I, <laughs> I put on my diplomat hat, and and was very emollient. And I told them my father was on an IRA death list, which is actually true. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, your dad was a was an MP, right? I read I read in the book. So you, you how how did your family feel about you? Moving into show business and away from, uh, away from the, the lives that they would have led. <laughs> um, I, I think they accepted, accepted me for who I am. Okay. By the way, can I tell you something about that I'm quite excited about? Yes, please do. I don't know if you can see this. Um, the gug. Yeah. In July, on July the seventh up to August the fifth, I'm actually having a formal exhibition with actual paintings on a wall in a gallery at a gallery called Goggleton Farm Arts. Okay. And it's a farm in Stalbridge near Sherborne. I'm gonna be in the pigsty, but I actually it is a formal exhibition. Great. I hope you, oh, you well. might possibly come. I will do my best to come, yeah. yeah. I will do my best. By the way, I'm, we'll, I'm we, quite if... happy to come with a block from Eskimo Ice to your Leicester Square Theatre. Yes. Yeah. That, would, that, that could be fun. That could be interesting. That, might, that could be fun, yes. We'll talk about that. Um, so, look, the book is called Melt It. Uh, it's available, I think, exclusively at GoFasterStripe.com, or is it available elsewhere as well? Um, I've got a horrible Go feeling fast. it's going to be successful. <laughs> well look it's just it, as as the book talks about there's a copy in the british library it's just great to have your life and this art project and your art preserved yeah. for future generations you know that's a it, that's a it's that's basically an, a, an interview with rob and as you can see i'm not a very good interviewee but that's <laughs> the, the, the body of the work is an interview questioning me but what I like is the photographs of the blocks living on and my own yes. paintings appearing, which are based on the performances. So I think they're quite varied, even though they're repetitive in one sense. I think there's a variety there. There's a lot of different, there's sort of different styles. Uh, I mean, in some ways it's quite a childlike style for some of them, but, yes. uh, but there's. That's the main criticism I get. People say, oh, a child <laughs> could have done that. 
<laughs> I interpret that as a compliment. I think it is. Well, I meant as a compliment, but you know, they are they're, they're recreations of the Polaroids. Some of them very, uh, very faithful reproductions, and so you yeah. know they're, they're, that's what's lovely about this book is it, it, if you're interested in the history of comedy and also the history of art, you get both in this. You've got a coffee table book you can show to people and go, look here, I'm interested in art. And then you can show them just the pictures and explain this incredible story. And it does. Robert's done a fantastic job of of ordering this and, and getting the whole story out, really, because it's, I think, as I say, I, you know, I, I saw you as this legendary figure and I wasn't entirely sure what what had been even going on. And I quite liked it for that. But but this book does explain, I think, very well your motivations and uh, and and also is a you know it, and it's it's also terrific that that you're still being invited into things that this that, that, that something you maybe stopped doing forty years ago still comes up every now and yes, again. Yes, it's very it's nice. It's quite yeah. um, strange actually, but it's all very coherent. And funny enough, my local university library ordered a copy of Melt It the other day. It's called the Arts University Bournemouth. So it's reaching a young generation because it's all young students there. Yeah, well, I hope people will. But Go Faster Stripe, who I've worked with for a long time, are fantastic in terms of uh, promoting young comedians who might not get lots of coverage elsewhere and unusual comedians and getting their work out there. And it's great that they've also moved into doing some books. Robert Ringham's got a few books there that are worth. There's one about yeah. Club Z, which is well worth reading. Um, there's a couple of, we're talking about reprinting a couple of my old uh, books that were done by, by Go Faster Stripe as well. So it's, you know, it's nice that these things exist and that fans can find them. And that, you know, I think anyone who's interested in the history of comedy, your uh, alternative comedy, your name, at least the Iceman's name, <laughs> will keep cropping up. And uh, this is finally the story <laughs> yes, fully well, explained. It's, um, <laughs> it's very kind of Chris to take such faith in it. I th- we're, we're placing bets on the reprint at the moment. And similarly... Okay. Well, I'm sure there will be a reprint. Yeah, and the bookies are betting how many paintings I'm going to sell at the Gug Art Farm in, in July. So there's a lot of bookies yeah. benefiting from this. And can people see your art online as well as the ways to buy your art? Have you got a, have you got a website? Yes, I've got a little to? website. I don't get many visitors. It's quite solitary, lonely, really. But it's called iceblocked.co.uk. And I've okay. also got a sort of more commercial outfit called Sarchi Art or something. Yeah. But I've sold a few, but mainly to friends who feel sorry for me. Oh, well, we'll put links to those in the bio. Well, I think, you know, you, Van Gogh only sold a couple of paintings in his lifetime, Anthony. So, you know, this that's well worth remembering. <laughs> they're beautiful. They're, be- they're really interesting. And, Would you like to buy it? I do quite. There was one you showed earlier when we were, when we were off that I, that I liked. I quite, yeah, quite. I mean, I'm, I, I will definitely visit the site and I'll see what. Uh, I like that one. Yeah. So that's you changed your block of ice, is it? Yes. That's a bit. That connects with the theme of. Um what we were talking about earlier, you know, unblocking, yeah. becoming blockless, lose the chains. Yes. Yeah. No, well, look, it's, it's terrific stuff. And I, I hope you will go onwards and upwards and I hope the, the art will continue. How's the block of ice doing? We, has it melted at all? I mean, it doesn't look much different than it, than at the start. And this is breathing. <laughs> and this podcast has been longer than the people at home will have heard it. So it's still, 
it's still retaining its basic ice shape oh, and it is breathing back. I think it was the water from the ice that's, that caused the technical blip. Well, that is, it's good for the ice to have got involved in that way and yeah. to permeate through the through the technology. Well, hopefully it won't have destroyed your It was most appropriate, just, wasn't it, really? It was. Yeah. It's 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 a fact it's what this is all about it's about success and failure we have succeeded uh, and we have failed and the failure was a success as well yes it's so i'm very happy persistence I'm very persistence is very important I you'll think, need in, a holiday uh, after both. this you'll have a holiday <laughs> i luckily i'm going on holiday that's uh so I'll, i will take a break Norfolk. and i'll i'll uh i'm going to norfolk and i'll wash myself in ice and uh, then the next the next guest will appear, who I think next week's going to be Evie King talking about Ashes to Admin, which is a which is a terrific book, which you you should enjoy as well. Do you read Do you read a lot, Anthony yourself? Are you reading anything at the moment you'd like to recommend, or is? Um, yeah, I I read, I read quite a lot. I read. I'll tell you one book I like. Yeah. Within reach. Can you see that? Uh, I can't, oh, Eugene Delacroix. Yeah. He's a bit, the journal. It's he's, he's a bit different from my painting, but this is a journal of his life, and it's very interesting reading about his daily life. It's, it says that he never intended it for publication, so I don't know if that's right. true, but it's a real insight into a fellow artist's mind. That's great. Terrific. Well, we'll, we'll look out for that one. Uh, I don't think we'll be able to get him on the podcast. It looks like uh, he he may have passed on by now. Yes. <laughs> he looks like quite an ancient <laughs> an ancient artist. I'm not aware of. I'm not as up on art as I should be, Anthony. Right. And so, thank you for thank you for. Um, I like to create terrible art, but I don't. Uh, I don't consume a lot of it. Though I was at the National Gallery the other day. Oh right. Uh, yeah, which was yeah. There's a lot of nice paintings there, but it's you know that's it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting how different artists express themselves and uh, realism versus ice. So, so I was trying to think of the best way to describe you. I don't think it's abstract. Uh, realism versus a man doing some paintings of some ice that he's <laughs> melted in the past. Yes. So I'm reading the book, now. which is also. Which is also real. Well, you carry on reading your book. It's been lovely uh, talking to you. It's been an absolute honour to meet with you. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again at some point. Uh, we'll, we'll try and check out your art uh, and we'll put some links to all your stuff uh, up yeah. in the podcast. I've, ju- I've just seen uh, a phrase on the computer just came up. said success reconnected. <laughs> Good. Well, there we go. We are, we are a success. <laughs> It's success. I felt we got disconnected and we reconnected, and it's a beautiful thing. Say goodbye to um, thank you. It will so be thank you, Anthony. Thank you. The block. It will not. Uh, enjoy your short life uh, block of ice, unless you go back in a freezer. Um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. The wonderful Anthony Irvin. Thank you. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash Fallback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>